0: what I want you to know today is this, is that we must get beyond regret to move into, the, move into the existence of the miracle life God called us to live. God called you to live a miracle life, not not just a, a life of signs and wonders of healing the sick and raising the dead and casting out demons. Yes, that's all in the Great Commission. But what I want you to realize is that every moment of your life is a miracle. That's right. The very fact that you have been born again, you were dead in sin, now you're alive in Christ. The very fact that you have become a new creation and old things have passed away and what all, not some, not a few, all things have become new. But what hinders us so many times is looking over our shoulder, looking at our past, looking back, and missing out on the miracle moment we're in and the eternal time that God has placed before us and the purpose and the mission that he has on our life to do and to accomplish. Hmm. You see, I think one of the key hindrances of regret is condemnation. The apostle Paul said that he tells us in the scriptures that, see, where is it? Yeah, he says uh, in Romans 8, he says this, verse 1, Therefore now there is no more, what, condemnation for who? For who? For those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, if we live or walk in condemnation, it's a choice. It's our decision. Christ already put it under his blood. When you when you look at the past and when you look into the future, here, here's what I want you to realize. When there's no more condemnation in, in you, in Christ, and you become a child of God, and we talk about, he talks about, I'll get toward it in a minute, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing toward the mark or those things that are in front of you. I want you to realize that forgetting is a gift. God gave you the gift to forget. Let me read this scripture to you. We'll get into it. Philippians 3, verses 12 through 14, and I hit this scripture last week, but I want to bring it home to you, and then I'm going to end with a challenge for you that I believe will encourage you and stir your faith it'll be a little different but I believe it'll be good for you Paul said this he said I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection but I press but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me See, the perfection he's talking about here is not how good you do something or how bad you do something or did you do this or not. Perfection here is talking about wholeness or completeness. I press on to possess possess that whole, W-H-O-L-E, that wholeness, that completeness, completeness, that fulfilling or fulfillment for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Verse thirteen. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. In other words, Paul said here he wrote two thirds of the New Testament, but he, he through the Holy Spirit, and and he said I am still working toward knowing, even though he's willing to lay his life down and he pretty much laughed at him when they were imprisoned him and it was even prophesied and told him that they were going to put him in chains and they, they were going to kill him for the cause of Christ. If he went to Jerusalem and he said, I must go there, he got upset. He's like Ag- Agabus, the prophet, uh, he just said, he, he got kind of upset with him. Just, I don't, that's not my mission. My, it's not my responsibility what happens when I get there. I just got to get there because that's my mission. Oh, you see. See, when I shared with you last week how highways, the the major highways in the Holy Land, in Israel, especially the Holy Land around the Jerusalem area, are named, they're not named by, you know, what the road feels like or looks like, is it safe or is it treacherous or anything like that or is it a hilly road or whatever. No, they're not named by what's going on or what the road feels like or even how Difficult it is to travel on that road and how treacherous it is or how easy and good it is the highways that that are named the major highways in the holy land are named not by those things it's they are named by the destination. They are named by where you're going to arrive. So whenever Jesus was traveling through the Holy Lands to get to Jerusalem and he was traveling the highway, well, well, he wasn't traveling the highway and, oh, it's Jerusalem's up on a mountain, the city of God, and it's tough and you got to go through all these thieves and bandits around the mountainsides and the rock cliffs to get there. That wasn't why it was such a challenge for him. The challenge for him is he knew what was going to happen once he arrived into his destination. So here's what I want to challenge you with. When you are focused on the future and your now and your future and you're moving toward the prize and you're focused on the destiny God has for you, the destination that God has for you, the challenge is that you don't get caught up in what's happening on the road, that you don't get caught up on the bandits you could get robbed you don't get caught up on the fact that your body breaks down a little bit because it's a tough hard road and and you don't think more highly of yourself if it's easy and you're beating everyone else and it seems like you're in the front of the line because be careful the first shall be last and the last shall be first so never get too caught up in your own spirituality or your own natural gifts and talent and that's not the perfection that he's talking about the highways were not named by what was going on on the road, but they were named by the destination, the purpose, the why, the purpose of where you were arriving. And he said this, and Paul said this, he said, that's why he's talking about I haven't reached total perfection. But he told us, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I what? Focus. That's my challenge today, is to get you to focus on this one how many things you focus on? Did you know it's proven in leadership uh, that if you will get up, plan it the day before at least, and if you will get up in the morning and only set out to accomplish one important thing that will move you toward whatever your vision or plan is, at the most two, if you just worked on those one or maybe two at the most, and then, let the, then later on get your emails and get all the other stuff, but focus on the number one thing You will accomplish it quicker, more efficiently, and the main thing is you will accomplish it. But when you start doing a lot of other things and get distracted, before long you get discouraged because you're busy and you keep worrying and thinking about that thing you should have got done. Well, I'll get it tomorrow. I'll get it next week. Well, I'll get that the next quarter. I'll get that by the last quarter. And before long, you've allowed your moments to become a bunch of fear, worry, and clutter and missing out on the celebration and the passion that comes when you are reaching your why. Joy, God gives you. Whether you got it in the good times, the bad times, front front row of the funeral home. Joy is one of the fruits of the spirit. But happiness comes through your passion. Happiness comes when you're moving toward the prize. Happiness means when you're having progress. And if you're not having progress, I don't care who you are, you're going to get stuck and be unhappy sooner or later. So we got to have progress. Now, look, he says. So I focus on what this one thing: forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race to receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling. Now here's what I, I want you to realize is that as you press toward that one thing, as you press toward realizing that every moment of your life is a miracle, whether it's a good moment or a seemingly bad moment, it's still a miracle because of your existence now. Hmm. You, you see, this used to be that, Remember? You used to say someday when you're in high school or college or later in your life, I'm going to get my life straight, I'm going to get in church, I'm going to get my family together, or I'm going to seek to have a This used to be that. Many of you have been in your journey of salvation and ministries and different things, and it, it, it used to be this, used to be that. But I believe what I want you to do today is I want us now to say, okay, this is this, but I don't want it to be that i want to focus on that i want to have progress toward that for some of you that means there's a restructuring you've already came through a phase of this to that You've already came through a phase, you know, of a big life change. Maybe school's ended and you're going into college now, or college has ended and now you're going into a career, or career now is coming, you know, your career in this section's changed, changing, you're moving into another phase of a career, or maybe you're moving from this relationship, now it's time to go into that relationship. Whatever the season is, my faith today is that, that you get focused to realize that this is not all there is, but yet it's. A miracle you're living, you're breathing you're here today is a miracle, and your goal is not only to just remember that this is a miracle, but celebrate that is coming, and sooner or later, that which I was believing for that mate, that child, that graduation, you know that job, that bonus that 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 opportunity to win this family member to cry sooner or later. That is going to become this. And you have to pro- progress through life until you go home with the Lord. Now, let me talk to you about three things here three decisions that's got to be made. Three decisions, three no regret decisions that's got to be made if I'm going to make it to there from here. Now, the first one is Paul said, What? Well, you got to forget the past. Forgetting forgetting man we, we got to come to a place in our life where we move beyond what's happened back there like i opened with paul said there's no condemnation in those who are in christ jesus right and, and what happened is we need to come to the realization that forgetting is a gift think about that for a second forgetting is a gift you know we think well i forgot my keys i know when i got in my truck today out in the garage and then i'm very starting to oh. I forgot my phone and I'm running late. I got to go back in the house and get my phone, right? So, so, so to me, that doesn't seem like a gift, right? That's like, oh, absent-minded professor, right? I forgot. I'm why well, so focused on getting here to go that I forgot something I always keep by my side because I like to jam and listen to worship on my way here, and I like certain things. So, so I had to run back in, and go upstairs, master, get that thing, bring it down, and so we look at that as a pain. But it's not really a pain, it's a tool just like time is a tool and God gave us the gift, the art of forgetting so that we can move into the gift of faith. You see, faith is knowing and trusting God, right? Faith is also a state of being when you're absent of fear. We look at it all the time as plus, the more I believe, the more I know, the more I trust, the more faith I have. That's part of it. But it's also the more you subtract, you reduce, you move away. And the more you subtract, that's hindering or stopping your believing. Then faith can move from hope. Then what you're believing for can move from hope to faith. You see, forgetting is a gift. We can Forget, and forgetting is a choice. So I can make a choice to forget those things that are behind me. Now, let's look at it. It's really great when you're forgetting those things that condemn you, right? The stupid decisions we make. Oh, man, the bad business deal you did. Or, man, how you just were wrong in that relationship. Or maybe you got wrong and you knew better and you got counseled. You should have never been in that relationship. Or it could be a spiritual decision you made. Whatever it is, or sin that so easily besets you and, and ah, it hurt this and hurt... Oh, man. And and you're living in what? Regret. Really, you're living, regret is living in the re. It's living in the past. You're reliving what you at one time desired to have. So you're regretting this, right? And so what happens is we look at that and we go, that is a gift. Forgetting is a gift because, man, I I start forgetting where I missed it, forgetting that I didn't get my devotionals done because right now is a miracle. Right now is a miracle. I could just get, right now, I have the moment I can choose right now to move and regroup and get into this, so that I can get right. to that. I don't have to live back there. See, until you get the miracle of this, you'll never get there. Yeah. See, see, see. A lot of times, you know, I'm stuck. Got these young kids. Got Driving down to Cincinnati to work and it's good, it's a promotion, it's this, it's good and you're psyching yourself up. You're okay, it's all right till Monday's coming and then Friday, oh God, you know, I don't have to make that drive tomorrow. It's more excited about not having to make that drive. I love what I do, It's just don't like making that drive. But see, when we come to a place that we celebrate, this gets you to that. The reason you can do that most men can't do that because you understand the the purpose, the why of what you're doing that if I do this it's not gets me to Cincinnati to that other job where I got a promotion no it's to get me there because I got a plan how that's going to affect my spiritual life my family my future and others so so when when I look at forgetting what's it do leaving those things behind me forgetting what is it doing I can look at the bad stuff yeah then I don't worry then i don't fear then okay i don't feel so, I don't feel so guilty now I can get stirred up in belief in me and faith but here's another gift that forgetting helps you with it helps you to forget the good things you've done and how good you were and how brilliant you were and boy in that one situation you may have made some mistakes but man you did that right that was amazing nobody could have done, you are am- nobody could have done that like you you are oh you're sticking amazing it's crazy the decisions you make and, and before long it's like oh yeah, I overcome that lust when I was a one-year-old Christian and here you are 10 years later walking in that lust. I, I overcome that financial situation when I was 30 and you're still living in it at 60. I, before long, those things that were behind were such a blessing to us, now what happens is we get into pride and pride comes before fall. So your this is getting ready to go, this, that, not that. So it's a gift. Forgetting is a gift either way. Now, the beautiful thing you can do, you can use your past as a tool. So it's a gift from God that you have a past. And you can forget the good and the bad and almost come in like a second or third person. And whenever you run into a tough situation, you can go back when you've Everybody else thought you failed, and you it looked like you you know you did fail in that situation as awful as horrible. but now, what do you do? You can mentor yourself by going back to see what you did do that was wrong, right. saying on this opportunity i 'm not doing that I, 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 I nobody has to teach me that lesson i I learned it about seven times i 'm not going to do seven times seventy seven 's enough for me i 'm done with that lesson right. I'm done with that. I mean, I mean, you go in and you have an argument, you know, with your spouse, you know, and you know the two words, one motion. Be the greatest evening ever. And you can just say one thing or she can say one thing and boom. Everybody's just huffing them. Everybody expresses it differently. Some's yelling, screaming. Some's, oh, okay, babe, I'm going to go out to the garage. or, Oh, dear, I'm going to the store. I'll, mountain train, Mountain train. <laughs> there you go. So forgetting can be, a, it's a gift and it's a tool that God has Given us to move toward faith, to move toward the promise he has for us. So if I want to walk toward the miracle of the moment that I exist, I got to do what? I got to forget the good and the bad. The only time I use it is to mentor myself, to learn. Oh, man, tough times hit back there and you know what i was a little younger but man i fought through it here's what i had to do get my mindset right get back in the word and i i had to focus on a new career or whatever you had to do now you take that winning experience and you bring it into your now say if i won before i can win again then you say well if i failed at that before i'm not gonna fail again because i figured out i already learned one way not to do it so let's hope there's only two ways to do it so now it should be all right see it's 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 your focus Are you focusing on where you're missing it or where you could miss it? The gift of forgetting. The second one is this. Here's the second one. I'll get it for you. Don't get nervous. Second one, yeah, that's right. A no regrets decision is this. It is what? Looking forward. So when I focus on the one thing, forgetting the past and what? Looking forward. I'm looking out of my present situation. And I'm moving toward the prize that God has for me. See, I got to look at it. every day is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity to move toward, to progress toward the destiny God has for me. Now, when we look at the word destiny in the Greek, it actually means a roadway, pathway, that it has a beginning and it has a tra- turns and stuff and it has a destination and the ultimate word it is a destination and so whenever you're going towards your destiny I'm progressing I might have had to go three miles back around but if I didn't go to three miles back around cause 75's backed up over here and come up it might have cost me another 45 minutes to reroute and take a detour but as long as I don't quit and I persist I'm still making progress did you know that when you're going backward you're making progress if you don't quit did you know when you fail you can fall or you can fall forward? Did you know when it, it seems like it's it's a hold up, it's making you wait, it's getting you antsy, you're really closer. It's all how you look at it. It's all how you focus on it. Here, here's the third one. No great regret decision number three. what Press on, like I said, toward the prize. Press on toward the prize. Now, if I'm going to press on toward the prize, I'm forgetting what's behind me, right? Now, I'm pressing toward the prize. There's something I really need to do that's very important. It seems simple, but it's so important. If I want to really press on, whether things have been good, bad, or ugly, I got to kick the should out. That's right. The most powerful tool God gave any of us is the power to make a choice. That's right. I and mean, you to learn that by the Pavlov theory with the rats, the mice, and put this in here and you can train mice to do stuff if you just want. Because their response is a different response than we as humans. They're not free will moral agents. They don't get to make the choice. They live by what? Instinct and a lot of Christians want to watch how mama lived and just kind of live by mama and think well mama had a good instinct if she's okay I'll make it too that's not the way this thing works you, you you have been created in the image and likeness of God and each one of us have his thumbprint his DNA and, and we have desires and gifts and talents that he put in us to manifest in the earth and we have that to manifest and we're unique and no one can do it like you no one can do it like you you are the only one that can do it like you you are the best you there will ever be there'll never be another copy there'll never be another you you are it and when you come to the realization of that and 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 you realize that that now what's happening inside of me is than what than what's happened than he who is in this world and i like to say it like this what's happening inside of me is greater than anything that's happening to me or around me Everything in my life didn't come from out there. It came from up there into here, and out of this came that. That's why everything operates through faith. Faith is in the unseen. Now, faith is what? Now, faith is what? Now faith is the substance hope for the evidence of things not seen. I can't see my heart, but I know it's there. I can't see my lungs, but they're functioning. I can't see my kidneys, but they're there. And what's happening? What's inside me is more important than a bruise on my arm. What's inside me is more important than what's happening to me or around me. And therefore, because I have been created in the image and the DNA of God, I am a son of God. You are a son or a daughter of God. I have an inheritance from the firstborn, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, put on this earth to rule and reign. And every name that is named must bow to that name, Jesus Christ, who is Lord. I am his brother. So if I'm his brother, I got his DNA in me because daddy's DNA is in us. Amen. That's and right. not only that, Jesus himself said he gives us his inheritance. Yeah. said so you know I do these things, but greater than these things. So, so, so here we are. What are we going to do with that? Oh, I don't know what to do. You know, I've just prayed and prayed and prayed. No, you whine and whine and whine. I'm just trying to figure it out. Well, you're smarter than that. If you could have figured it out, you would already figured it out. The answer is there. It's in the Word. The Word is in you because in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among man. And the Word is in me. So if I'll get into the Word and get that Word stirred up in me, there's a creative wisdom <laughs> That is from the Alpha to the Omega. It always was, is, and will be. And I can draw on the Word, the Logos, the Rhema, the Son of God living in me. The DNA, the inheritance of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is living in me. All the forces of heaven are living in me. Every answer is living in me. Every desire that I need to accomplish and passion is in me there but if i'm focusing back there or if i have the wrong focus of being here i can't tap into the vehicle that grabs that and releases it out there faith is a vehicle It, it picks something up over here and it turns it around and it brings it over there oh yes Now, now Jesus was what? Said the Lord is what? The same what? Yesterday, today, and forever. He always was, he is, and he always will be. So that tells me if God always was, is, will be, then he is omniscient, uh, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, right? And so therefore, right now, he's all-knowing, but his knowing is not just in the past or the present or the future. His knowing, is the past, present, and future at the same time. Uh So what I got to do is I got to have faith. What am I doing? I'm taking faith to release it to go into my future and bring it into my now. You know secular leadership and it's pretty good it'll teach you about visual, visualization see yourself as a success be the success look into the future get a picture get a vision get a dream keep it in front of you keep positive words and words of affirmation it's that's good you know where it came from the b-i-b-l-e and it's good practice it it's good I, you know they say well how was the world created they're teaching the big bang theory i believe that god spoke <laughs> bang there it was that's what i believe Uh, anyway, I, I, I got I to gotta teach you better. <laughs> I want you to say this. I am a miracle. I'm a miracle. Live, in a miracle. Live in a miracle. In a miracle moment. A miracle moment. Said, I am a miracle. miracle. Live it in, in a miracle moment. Miracle. Right, now. right now. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, yes. hmm. Look, look, you yeah, bring good. you got my rock anybody get my rock I just need a rock yeah I want to talk to you for just a few minutes and then my goal is to drive you toward something today I, I, I just my I mean you can go to church and just go to church now yeah. here you may not like the way I push you every Sunday but you're gonna get pushed because here's the thing your should has to become a must well i should do this or i should quit that or i should kick the should out you're full of should you need to get the should out of your life i should lose weight i should read more i should work harder I, i should have you know higher quality of friends i should no no you must Have better friends. You must have more of the word in you. You must have more knowledge. You must have more courage. You must have. It's not a could or a should or a would. He didn't create you. Well, Lord, well, and I create these children. i create them, you know, in my image and likeness. Well, I I created them kind of, coulda, shoulda, woulda in my image and likeness, and they shall dwell on the earth and they shall have dominion. Well, they should have dominion or they could have dominion, Or they would have dominion, but no, it's it's straightforward. It's must. When you look at the decisions you gotta make as a must, it changes everything. Well, I've made decisions like that, Pastor, and it just didn't work out for me. How long did it take you to quit? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I tried three different ways and it still didn't happen. Well, if it's in the Word of God and it talks about you and and it's a desire He put in your heart and it's honorable and it brings a blessing to Him and to others and even you as far as that goes, then the only thing that stopped you was you. Because it's not about is there a way would God lie to you? Numbers said He's the God that cannot lie. So if God gave you that, then either you're a liar or God is. Now I, I I think that's up to you to decide that, but I know where I stand on that's that. Right. Now I don't want to call you no name or nothing. <laughs> Come on, because I got to tell Dalton sometimes. Just shut up, Dalton. You lying. Get your mind. See, You are not your thoughts. That's right. <laughs> your emotions are physical. That's, right. that's right. You Start dwelling on bad stuff. you're you start going on good stuff, oh, okay. you're like this. What's that tell me? My thought life determines how I feel and my feelings are not, they're not in the ethereal by and by or mystical. They're physical. Right. Anybody know cold is cold yeah. and real cold is real cold and right. warm is warm and hot is hot and Why, yeah. because wow, it's physical. That's right. So are your emotions. Right. Awesome. So what I'm trying to do is reprogram your thinking So you put it on the focus of the right thing. Let me, I got to go. I'm getting a sign. I got to go. Paul's got me going here. Mm -hmm. Yes, brothers and sisters. Hey, Becky, did Sean get in trouble last week? I saw you back here. (laughs) That's the inside joke. You had to be in that service. That's good. This is so good. Oh, man, I just love it. This is awesome. Oh, you want me to share this with you, don't you? Uh, Give me one of those. Yeah, thank you, Paul. There was a teacher. And he had a student, and he was teaching him one day, walking through an area outside, and he looked down, and there was a rock. There it goes. So he can't give up. That's right. And he picks the rock up. And he takes this rock. And the student's standing there. He said, "Here, take this." The student takes the rock. He looks at the student. He said, "What does that rock feel like?" Nothing. It's a rock. <laughs> Put your hand up on your neck like this. Okay. What do you feel? A heartbeat. Why? Because I have a heart. Oh. So a rock is a rock and it exists as a rock, not because of feelings or anything like that, but a rock has its shape and consistency and size. Not because of a heartbeat, but a rock has shape, consistency, and size. Why? Because it's a rock. But we have feelings and blood flow and and we have ideas and we have dreams. Why? Because we have a heart. You see, a rock doesn't have a heart. It's just a rock. But you and I... We have feelings and we have emotions and we have blood supply. We we have a physical body that generates things out of our mind. Why? Why? Because what? We we have a heartbeat. Did you know a rock is not going to change unless something or someone else changes it, cracks it, breaks it? But what's unique is this. They were both created and ordained by God. A rock was created and ordained by God not to have a heartbeat. But what's interesting is creation, it's in His image and likeness. We, you and I, were created with a heartbeat. And so, therefore, a, heart, a rock does not depend on its existence whether it has a heartbeat or not. It's just a rock. But you and I living, we depend on a heartbeat. So the existence of a rock is just to exist. But the existence of a heartbeat brings the existence of life. A rock doesn't have to fight to exist, but a life has to fight every moment to exist. You see, your heartbeat brings your existence. If you didn't have a heartbeat, you would be out of (laughs) here. But here's what's interesting about a heartbeat. A heartbeat beats whether things are bad, whether things are in worry, whether you're in fear, whether you're in depression, whether you're stuck, fear, worry, all those things. No matter what you're in, whether you're in sin, in guilt, your heart just keeps beating. Whether you're in good times and things are going great and and it seems like everything's happening the right way for you. You're getting out of debt or you just met that one or you just got married or you just had your child, your first child or, or man, maybe you just got that promotion, that job or, or you just got a great friend, you've been believing for a great friend or man, you just found out you have certain gifts and callings on your life and, and it's all great. And, and, and just as the bad things can't exist without the miracle of the heart beating, neither can the good things exist without the miracle of the heart beating. If the heart stopped beating in a moment, your existence would change. Right. Paul said to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. If you're a child of God, you'd yep. be with him. But if not, you get the other alternative. Yeah, it's not with the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Hades. But you and I, our very existence depends on this heart beating. Your future depends on this heart beating. Your now depends on this heart beating. Your very existence depends on this heart beating. Now what you do with that existence will be determined by how you focused on this moment. That's why yesterday is yesterday and to now is now and tomorrow is the future. You see, God gave us this miraculous gift of a heartbeat and we have a heart has to fight, it has to push, it has to press. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're having a bad day or a up day, it's still gotta work and it's gotta be consistent and it's gotta work and it's working, why? So you can have a life. But I think so many times we don't value that heartbeat. So many times in life, I know with me, I have to recalibrate myself because I'll get caught up on the rock. I'll get caught up on just existing. It just feels like, man, I've prayed, I've cried, I've done this, I've sown, I've given, I've begged, I've pleaded, I'm just a rock. I don't feel like a vibrant. Life pumping machine. I don't feel like something that brings creation and life and oxygen on, and flow to the mind and to the body and ph- brings physical strength and mental strength. And I don't feel like that. I just feel like a rock. Maybe your marriage feels like a rock. It once was beating, but now it just exists. It's a rock. Maybe your career at one time felt like a heart, man. It's beating and it's thriving. And, and somewhere along the way, you might have gotten really good at it, gotten the promotion you wanted. And yeah, or maybe you didn't and you're just still striving in it. But it's almost like you're doing it mindlessly. You're there but not there. Why? Because that career is now a rock. It's not alive. So are you going to sit around and say, poor old me, and I wish I didn't go in that direction or study that direction, or I wish I didn't take that job at that age I'd been in another career, or I wish, I, wish I'd never met that person, I wish I'd never. Well, you can sit there and do all you want with that, but but that's not the existence of a heart. That's right. You're starting to frame that as your stone-cold future and your now. So when I say forget those things which are behind, it doesn't take the life of your heart really to function in that because that's already a rock. And if it's under the blood, it's forgiven. But your very existence depends on your heart beating. As a matter of fact, it's a miracle. This rock exists for millions of years or ever how long, but it's still a rock. And if it's moved or shaped or anything like that, it depends on something or someone else moving or shaping it. But you are a miracle from God. Your very existence, how you came into this planet. You may have never known your father your mother. I don't know. You could have been however adopted or or whatever. But here's the thing. You are here. You exist. You could think back maybe of times that you could have lost your life or whatever. But you're here. You're breathing. You're sitting in that seat right now. That is a miracle. Sometimes you just need to look at all the stuff you've been through and say it's a miracle I'm here. It's just a mi- your existence this very moment is a miracle. Why would you take your past and put it on your now? When I go take things from my past, whether I'm living in my glory days or my sad days, if I live there too much, what's going to happen? It's going to be like a rock paperweight. It's just going to be a weight on my now. If I worry about the future and I'm so worried, why do you worry? Because you learned to worry in your past, right? That's why you got in that other situation, worry and fear. And all that worry and fear, instead of living in the existence of the miracle of the moment, hey, hey I'm alive didn't kill me, just about killed me. Maybe I'm on a crutch or in a wheelchair, but I'm alive. This existence that we have is a miracle. What I want to challenge you today, guys, bring those rocks up here. See, because regret is one of the biggest rocks. It doesn't take a miracle for regret to exist. It's not a miracle that it's alive. Put one right there in the middle if you don't mind. And put one over there. Yeah. It's not a miracle that it's alive. It's not a it's, a it's it doesn't it's not anything supernatural that you have regret. Regret is a decision. I know I shouldn't think about that. No, you must not think about that. If it brings you down. And it, 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 it kills your mood, it kills your focus, it brings fear on you, worry. You worry about things that your family did before you or someone else, you know, that, that's why it's good just not to watch a lot of news. My God, man, you can flip the news on for five minutes. Pick any station, any XM, FM, it don't matter. It don't matter, TV, it don't matter, online, papers. You know, you need to pick out about 15 minutes a day, kind of somewhere in a day where you could just get a caption of the news if you feel you need that. But I promise you this world, whether it is standing tomorrow or not, will not determine whether you watch the news. Now, I'm not saying be illiterate. Let everybody kind of get through the three months of chatter and then read the one thing and, oh, okay, that's the way it was because you're focused on eternity that's right. what are you focusing on what you don't have in your retirement account that's a way to have less right. number one why are you focused on retirement why don't you live some of that retirement now what what are you going to do when you now you're 70 when you retire oh got a million dollars and I can live you know in the bank but I can live less than middle class off that now See, when you start thinking about those things, what it, it, it's a rock. Regret is a rock. It could be that you hurt your spouse and they could be here with you right now and you still, as much as you love them, you love them so much, it just breaks your heart to think, I did that to her, I did that to him. It could be a child, it could be, an addiction. It could be fear. It could be worry. It could be good things. It's like, man, I just got to get into the now because, man, that was a great run and I'm kind of in this circling position. If I don't make some kind of decision, I, I'm going to be one of those guys or one of those women. I'm just going to regress. You see, you're either moving forward or backward. You, you, you don't get to do this like an airplane. Even an airplane runs out of fuel after a while. You, You can only circle for a while. And my challenge to you today is I'm going to ask you in a moment to come up and get a rock and do it quickly. And, And when I do, I want you to just take the rock back real quickly. But maybe while you're coming or when you're back there, I just want you to think, what is that regret that's a rock in my life, a moment that keeps me from living in the moment that's a miracle to me now? What is it that every time I think about that, I don't learn anything from it. I don't pull. All I do, it robs me of my moment, my hour, my day, my week. Every time I think on it, I'm, I'm not in faith, I'm in fear, I'm in worry. I mean, what is that rock? And it could be a good rock. You've accomplished great things and you go, okay, you weren't, a, you weren't created just to accomplish two great things. Now you're accomplishing at least three because you're done with one and two. So so it's not only a negative regret is just a negative thing, but 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 that rock can be something back here, man, that was really good. And you're allowing your past to hold your moment now. So I ask you if we just stand and this group here, just come quickly, and maybe a few of you ushers or something hold those rocks out where they can get them. Maybe that work. I don't know, but just come quickly and grab them and go back to your seat and just just sit down. It won't take but a minute here. Just grab them and yeah, yeah. Come on, you guys, come on. I'm sorry over here. We'll we'll just get it. We'll do a quick Roy, get us a little worship there and let's just kind of this is just something I want you to take this rock today after we pray over it. And every time that your past starts waiting you down, good or bad, I want you to just put that rock out and go okay. I am a miracle, I am alive, I am in this moment, God has a plan for me, my family, my friends need me, my community, my church needs me, my nation needs me, the world needs me, it's better because I'm here, I am a walking, talking miracle, I am a believing miracle. All things are possible to them that believe. But if you don't have a heartbeat and you're dead, your believing is over. Now you're knowing. So so the very fact I'm on this planet, I'm not only a miracle to me, but I can be a miracle to anyone, any situation, any circumstance. I am someone else's miracle walking and talking and breathing today. I am someone else's miracle. I'm their sign. I'm their wonder. I'm someone else's answer. I'm someone else's cure. I'm someone else's deliverance. I'm someone else's freedom or salvation. You're bringing them to God. I am. And every time I look at this rock and I start thinking about, what Whether it's my retirement or or whether it's like i've been stuck in this job so long or i need a job what am i gonna do or will he or she ever forgive me look they can forgive you a thousand times but if you don't forgive yourself you're still not forgiven forgiving and so you can't forgive without forgetting you practice forgiving just till you get to the point of forgetting because as long as you're remembering you didn't got to go back through the process every time sometimes quicker than others so forgiving what that comes through the art of forgetting leave those things that are behind step into those things you you can be seated and i'm going to pray over you right now i don't know what this rock represents to you but what i want it to be is when you're driving and you just got to sit it out there you know on your console or you might have it in your bathroom when you get up in the morning or down by the It might be something, man, that that you're trying to overcome a battle with weight, and you just put that rock in that kitchen by that fridge and take it at lunch with you and say, you know what, that rock's heavy. What's that in your pocket? What's in your purse? Just set it out on the table when you're getting ready to order lunch. My health is a rock to me, and I need it to be a miracle moment. And if I'm going to walk in a miracle moment, I've got to start in the moment I'm in. You're going into a big meeting, you believe for a big promotion, you can just set it out. there. ask yourself, it's just, just a miracle. Right. What do you mean? It's a, it's a miracle that I left doubt and unbelief behind, and I'm, I'm the man you need. I'm the girl you need. I, I'm that person. Well, do you know this or that? I know I am. It's like that guy on that hotel commercial. What's he say? Chabook. bada ch- boom, what, uh, bada-bean. <laughs> Get your bought bada book, bada-bean. It, for you, it's just like the devil said, whispering for you, uh, uh, bada boom, bada-bean. Yeah, but that guy's more qualified. No, bought a book, bought a bing. He's cuter than you. She wa- no, no, bought a book, bought a bing. That's your bought book, bought a bing, man. That that's your it. That, what is it? it? There's no power in it. It has no heartbeat. You are the power. You are the miracle. The miracle is in you. You can walk into your situation, say, "I am the miracle. I am the answer."